Hello and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, with the best 30 minutes of sleep in show business. Yep, better than an orthopedic cedar. Cedar? What's the mattress called? Uh, I should wear a crucifix on my neck like the guy with the mattresses. I'm the one that puts people to sleep with my words and my voice. This podcast is brought to you by Script Pipeline, the number one broker for your artistic needs anywhere in the world uh, and aspirations. Anywhere you live, if you have a screenplay idea, put that together uh, in a script, uh, in an outline, in a treatment form. Get on that website and check out all the uh, things they're doing over at Script Pipeline. Get that screenplay, some coverage, get it seen, get some eyes on it by people who know the business and definitely send them a script about a vampire, right? Or something... um, apocalyptic they haven't seen enough but it's a great way no matter where you live in the world to get your product um you know somewhere in hollywood these guys handle all that uh brokering stuff and i would have loved it had i known about this company when i lived in korea teaching english because originally when i got into this business it was to do movies and live anywhere in the world now i'm doing stand-up and i still don't live anywhere i just am apartment anyway um it was to write, and now you can do that with a company like Script Pipeline. You can do that. You know, Australia, boom, no problem. And then I start listing places on the planet. And you just use this company, and they handle all that for you. You don't have to be in Hollywood. Uh, I would have still been in Korea teaching. I loved it. It was my favorite job ever. It's unbelievable. Teaching, um, English, little Japanese tutorage, but uh, mostly English, to young Korean college students who wanted to become teachers themselves. It was amazing. Okay, this is episode 94, uh, back from the high seas. Okay, I was on the water. It was amazing. It was rough, literally in fig, irritably. Um, It's been about, was it a week and a half ago? I've been back for about a week. And yeah, and that, and the cruise was a week and a half, I think. Um, Didn't get to see the Bahamas, got there, and then flew right out. Uh, From England, the whole time on the water. Yikes, right? Uh... There was room tone. I tried to record two episodes on the podcast when I was on the ship that did not take. There was just a a buzz going through it. I don't know if that was the sound of the ocean or something in the cabin, my cabin, but um, couldn't work. Didn't work. The Atlantic is huge. I don't think it's as big as the Pacific, but still, um, we went Santa Ana, John Wayne Airport, to San Francisco, SFO, to London, and... In my little brain, I thought, oh, yeah, we just go San Francisco, New York, New York, over across the Atlantic. That's not how the crow flies, you guys, or the pterodactyl. A pterodactyl. you got to go over Canada, baby, and there's some turbulence even in the sum-sum. We went over Helena, Montana. I could look down, so it was cool to go back where I live now, Sutherland County, San Francisco, where I used to live. Flew in and out of there. Flew over Helena, Montana. So I'm like connecting these worlds is crazy. I'm like looking down. I can see, um, you know, places that I know. I can recognize buildings or like a little neighbor. I'm like, oh, I know that. Okay, that's where the school is. Uh, from the sky. You know, not trademark. But trademark places? Staples? I don't know, whatever you want to say. But uh, I'm like, this is Helena. This is Helena. Because you could see on the map on your uh, technologically advanced map right in front of you on your seat on the back of your uh, person in front of your seat um so it's cool to see former resident cities en route uh yeah and there was there was turby over um over canada for a while a good long while it's just like all right this is just it you know this is just life 
we're not going to have the technology to fight turbulence. Uh, at least it's not going to arrive here in the next few minutes. Uh, air travel still absolutely blows my mind. I, I don't. It does not make sense to me. It, to a scientist, an engineer, it might make perfect sense. It makes zero sense to me that we can fly in that space thing. And, and I'm having, you know, I'm in and out of consciousness, dozing off, and I'm just fixated on the uh, Zeppelin that burned down, made it all the way over across the Atlantic, and then uh, burned down in Jersey, <laughs> made it all the way to Jersey, and and it burned right there. Uh, so I was thinking about that a little bit too, which is nice when you're in the sky. So yeah, it was a transatlantic cruise. Does that mean it identifies as the Pacific? See what I did? Transatlantic, but does that identify as the Pacific? I'm making fun of the confusion around pronouns. I'm not making fun of the gender cause or the insensitivity towards non-binaries. I'm making fun of the confusion that's around it, that all of our limited brains all these years have been doing this linear thing, and now we're trying to adjust, and very clumsy naturally, but I'm making fun of that, okay? Uh, So we go from uh, Santa Ana to San Francisco, no problem, then 11 hours to London, wasn't horrible. Try to charge, you don't you love this, you try to charge your phone, but I think my brick went out, not the first time, because it it's it wasn't working in my room either in my cabin, so I'm charging it the whole flight and we land and United has a little thing um, where you can charge, and it's at fifty two percent when I land and I'm just like so bummed I'm like oh this is this is great this is so great um, customs took forever and I was just like is this the nineties are we in the early nineties because I remember in college when customs took forever and then for a while it got no problem ish. Maybe that's U.S. Canada. There's so few problems. Um, but it just seemed like it took forever. And I just don't think there's any reason for it. Two English-speaking countries, right? I've done customs in Japan, Central America, South America, Germany, Italy, much quicker. Canada, much quicker. Uh, I think the English and the Irish, there's some observations I've made, been spending so much time with the English over the last two weeks. I think the English and the Irish, they want it to be miserable. I really, I really do. I really think they like life miserable to some extent, like stubborn anti-technology sentiment, which is crazy because English is like, you know, it was kind of the first international language forced upon people. You know what I mean? And you'd think they'd be at the cutting edge spearheading things, but really it's not. Uh, so yeah, so long, long flight, didn't sleep that much. Um, customs takes forever to get out of the airport. Uh, I've got to catch an Uber to Southampton, England, which is to the southwest of London by about an hour 45. Uh, I was told the bus takes way too long and too many stops, which I don't mind so much, but I was like, I'm going to do this. And there were there was two great pubs right there at the docks that I would have loved to get a pint. I should have snuck a pine in, but next time. Um, and taxi is too expensive from Heathrow to Southampton. So I got an Uber. Um, and they put in my contract the money for that. So it's all good. Uh, other ports. What's this say? Oh, other ports where I land are always better because someone comes and grabs you and there's like a sign with your name on it and a signed bus or shuttle. Like I landed Lima, Peru. I landed uh, Vancouver. I landed, uh, where did I land in Columbia? Cartagena, I think on an all-nighter and just out of it and you're just like hoping can someone come and just guide me to a car 
And sure enough, boom. Not in England. Not in England. Had to grab an Uber. Um, but once I was on the way, I was happy. Like, I'm landed. Customs. Uh, you feel rotten. And you're just um, en route. In a car that's normal. Driving on the wrong side of the road. Takes almost two hours to get there. I'm dozing a little. I'm just glad I'm on land. And my Uber driver didn't talk at all. I don't think he spoke any English. Like, it was like a sketch, right? Georgie? Georgie from Russia or Eastern Europe or something. And big problem, I don't have the exact address for the ship's dock point, which is a huge error. I just entered, like, Southampton docks or whatever. Surely they're all right next to each other. There's plenty of room. And I'm sure you just... There's... Because there's so many emails when you're booking something like this. Uh, They come in, you save as many you can as you print you you record some in your phone you think you have everything and you think you don't have to bother or have the exact doc d-o-c-k not d-o-c d-o-c-k like the dock number you just enter southampton dock and that'll get me there i'm sure this guy who's never been here who's from russia uh will know which ship there's only like 10 ships 10 different ports so it was just frustrating um i get out of the uber he's out of there right i just walk to the nearest dock and i ask for cunard and the guy is so polite and knowledgeable thank god he says man i gotta tell you man blow uh mate you got a couple miles to walk you you should really get a cab and i was like i just i just got out of an uber and i don't know how to get a cab but whatever i was like i'm not getting a cab like it's on a highway if you've been to long beach or out in oakland they're barren highways and i just don't want to stand out there trying to hail a cab and i don't want to get my me and my bags into a car only to get out i'll just walk it and um and there weren't any cabs pulling through anyway it's just i'll hoof it so hoofing it took me about another hour with all my bags walking um which was brutal and i'm sweating but i could use the workout i'd been on the plane 12 hours it was fine you can kind of see all the ships and and your senses are so heightened. Like I, I feel like I'm still there. Like I could retrace these steps. I don't know what I did this past week at all in any capacity, but when your senses have to be that heightened because it's survival mode and you're just like, let's go, let's like, let's go to yourself. I don't know. I feel like I can remember every corner that I had to take to get there. Uh, and you do kind of see all the ships on the, off on the horizon. And there's people kind of pointing, like, you're going the right way, man. You're going the right way, mate. Just keep going. Mate, I, I didn't know that was an English thing. Is that? I thought it was Australian, but people said it. Maybe they thought I was from Australia. Anyway, um, didn't seem as far with people directing you. So, And then you can finally see the exact ship, and you're just like, oh, that feels good. Um, but if you're ever dealing with docks, especially in Long Beach, which is one of the biggest ones in the world, or Elizabeth, New Jersey, or Oakland, or Vancouver, you need an exact address you cannot walk these things um and it's i was just it was really mad at myself one of those where i'm like this would have taken 10 seconds uh so you know what it was it was like my first day at sealand when i worked in west oakland back in 1997 so many years ago uh i would take the bart from san francisco where my apartment was across to the east bay to the west oakland bart station i'm sorry i would take a bus from my apartment in uh, the Sunset District, Richmond District, and I would take a bus downtown to the BART stations, um, hop on at either Embarcadero or Montgomery, and take 
the oop the, the BART across the bay to Oakland and then from the West Oakland BART station hopped on a bus that went right in front of Sealand. Uh, it's the Army bus. I got on the Navy bus on day one. Um, so I get on the Navy bus and instead of going the Army base, it goes the other way. And that made all the difference, right? I took the path less... Tra- Is that Robert Frost? I took the path less traveled and that made all the difference. So I had to hoof... Maritime Boulevard in a suit on my first day in the middle of August. And we're not in San Francisco cool weather. It was Oakland, baby. And uh, I was 15 minutes late, even though I'd gotten up so early. And I would have been like an hour early if I would have taken the right bus. 15 minutes late. I'm soaking in sweat. My new boss comes out and he's like, what is this? Like, what the hell did we hire? Like, you don't have a car? Did I know that? Like, what did Sullivan do to us? John Sullivan hired me. Um, So that's what it was like. I'm like, great. But uh, next time I go back, I'm going to nail it. So I finally make it to Cunard and a check in. Um, and to get onto a boat is no picnic either, right? That takes forever. Security, proof of vax, masks, recent negative shot. Um, and I could have sworn I checked in online like three or four times. I checked in, I got my confirmation, but it just never went through. So they're like, oh, we don't have you checked in here. So not a problem. You're an entertainer. You're on the ship. It's not a problem. None of it's a problem when you're like an employee. Uh, the problem is if you're a pastor, it's like, we don't have your check-in. And it's like, yeah, but you have every other piece of information. Surely there's a database that has one number. You know when you call like you call your airline or something and they're like, okay, what's your name? And I'm like, come on. My name doesn't come up. It's in your system. This phone number's in your system. My credit card's in your system. Let's, let's, let's start taking some steps to be like Germany and Japan a little bit, world. Um. So, finally get on the ship. Finally get on the ship. And just like, you're dying. You're, you're minutes away from just wanting, going to sleep and finding a bed, something soft. But two things that have never, ever gone right in all the ships, the 10 or so cruises I've done. They never know where the comedian's room is. They never know. Um, and the key, they eventually give you, they finally do give you a key. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So, they do finally get you a room. And you're at the check-in down below, and um, it's kind of in the center of the ship and down below. And it doesn't work. They give you they give you a key, and it, it never works. So you have to get back in line. It's foolproof. It's unbelievable, the, 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 the precision. They finally figure out where you go, give you the key. You should almost just get back in line. After they've given you the key, just get to the back of the line and just be like, this doesn't work. Well, how do you know? We saw you get into the back of the line. Believe me, I went up there. And it, 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 and then it's like, here, walk with me, walk with me. And you walk with the person and you swipe it. And the one time you bring someone with you, it works. Um, but it does suck. They give you the key. You go all the way to your room with your bags. You walk the stairs since the elevators are packed with people getting on. I always just walk. Whenever I um, get on the ship or get off, I just use the stairs. And, and mostly in between throughout the week. It's good exercise. Uh, and you don't want to be in an elevator, you know. Uh, yeah, so, and the key doesn't work. You have to leave your bags outside your room because you don't, and then you head back to, the, it's just, it's a mess. But by the time you get to your room, you're so exhausted, but also excited. You ever do that when you're, you're so tired, but you're so excited that you get to sleep that you can't sleep. You weirdly can't fall asleep. And you're like sitting there with eyes wide open. This is so fascinating. I, speaking of sleep, full circle now with this podcast, we're halfway through and I'm talking about sleep. And you're already asleep, so it doesn't matter. I, uh, so I'm sharing this week 
this past week from uh yeah and i'm just like get warmer because it's freezing friggin weather's freezing okay so by the time you get to your room you're exhausted um and later that day you want to check in with the cruise director either call them or the entertainment director you want to call them leave a message just knock on their door because when it's check-in they got about two seconds for you cool we'll see you in a few nights and you're just like, oh, cool. I've got the next, like, 72 hours to myself on this ship. Everything's paid for. Um, except the internet and then drinks are half. But um, usually want to check in with that entertainment director. I feel like I'm giving a, a spe- speech to the next comic. You want to check in with your cruise director, entertainment director, that night. Um, I one time waited, like, three or four days. And I don't think they were appreciative. I was like, hey. And they're like, we were wondering when you are going to come by, dude. I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't want to bother you. It's it, whatever. It's however, whatever mood they want to be in. I had one guy that was really bad once. Um, okay. Yeah, so some, some cruise director is great or whatever entertainment director is great. Some are not. Some are snotty. I had a great woman from England, Amanda. Was that it? Uh, just a master. You know, the smile and the perfect massage, and they just get you from event to event. And. They'll give a speech in the middle of the week and do a Q&A with people like, oh, you spent your life at seeing all this and maybe do some bingo. Not bingo, well, bingo, but trivia. Uh, I'll tell you, I work with a guy at the high school there, Sammer, who would be an amazing cruise director. Just on top of everything and great energy and great organization uh, and positive attitude. It's like those two to three things. Because it's all it is is people coming your way with problems. Each couple, each retired couple is going to have five to seven problems and hit you up at some point that week. Um, but what's great being a comedian on a cruise ship is they give you a few days to acclimate because um, it does take that for sure after you've crossed the uh, the pond um, so I boarded the ship on a Friday I didn't perform until Tuesday and then again Thursday and then um, what back to Nassau back to Miami then OC so I was a little sloppy in my prep my travel prep Little, little sloppy, a little rusty. Uh, the downtime on the ships is great. People say, oh, the shows must be fun. They're not. They're not. Let's do that right now. Like, They're not fun. I, at least I haven't been able to figure out how to make them fun. I can, and I think I will if I want, but they're not great. Okay? You only have a few shows, but that means you only have a few nights to get it right, and it's tough to find a rhythm. And I am out there dancing for nickels. Um, and for a comic, for me anyway, the hardest part isn't that it'll be a bad show. It'll be that it'll be a mediocre show. People are like, oh, that's fine. I'm like, I don't want fine, man. I want it to be really great. I want people to be just laughing and going, you're out of your mind. Um, but, um, yeah, just, I don't, I don't, you just can't get momentum. People are wearing masks. They have to wear masks in the showroom and it's not packed and, we have to wear masks while we're walking around, but not when we're eating, right? When you're seated, you're fine. For some reason, COVID takes, gives you a break. It's like, oh, he's taking a break to eat. We should take our break now, too. Um, so, yeah. We will take what we wish and then decide whether or not to blow your ship upon the water. It's from Raiders Lost Ark, that German dude who was also in Force 10 from Navarone, which was also a Harrison Ford movie, so he's been in, too. Okay, uh, what am I talking about? Oh, the water, okay. So that was day one, kind of going into the night, tired, crash. Day two was brutal. 
One night of sleep, rolled right into the next day, rough seas right out of the gate, coming off the coast of Ireland. I'm not sure what the swells were. They looked to be 20 feet. Uh, I don't know. I'm like going, okay, where's it? Bottom? Okay, look at how low it's getting, and then high. Oh, 20. That's a 20 foot. You try to measure your own body. I don't know how they would rescue you if you fell or slipped or jumped off in 20 feet swell. Because it just kept going. It, it, it just kept going for hours. It was all day. And then, so you're fine, you're fine. And then, like, you're a little bit, uh, And your room doesn't give you that much space. And you can have window access, which helps. But uh, I was still able to vomit three times. Well, let's say three vomit sessions. Um, and they hadn't replaced my key yet. They didn't give me a key that works. So I just had to, I had to put the deadbolt um, out just to leave it unlocked, not open, but unlocked, um, to block it from shutting. So, yeah, I guess it was open. But um, so if anybody walked by, they heard me vomiting. Um, and when I left, uh, they could come in my room. What would they take, really, right, my jokes? Um, I, I walked in on the guy, one of the stewards, and he was looking at my material, just shaking his head. No, just kidding. But so I, was vom- I vomited uh, three, three, three different vomit sessions that first day. Swells were brutal. Uh, Amanda, the entertainment director, said, "You're lucky. We're lucky. We're on a big ship. We're lucky. We're on a big ship because a little ship would just get tossed, and uh, it would be worse." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm thanking. Thank God we're on this big ship." As vomits on my lips. Um, and I talked to some of the employees. I'm like, "How do you do it?" They're like, "I'm used to it." I'm like, "How do you get used to it? This is brutal." Uh, thankfully I didn't have to perform until the fourth night, but they still asked the entertainment director still was like, Hey, it's too choppy for the band tonight. So they can't rehearse. They don't rehearse. They don't play. You need to be on standby. And I'm like, sure. I'll be ready to go. And they never called me back. So they didn't need me. And I don't know what I would have done. I'm sitting there with my list of material because what I was going to do is if they needed me when I needed to puke, I was going to have a barf bag next to me on stage. This is this would have just been beautiful. I'm sure I would have gotten booked afterwards. So I'd have the barf bag with me, and I was going to have to just print out my jokes and have it in front of me because the kind of the energy it takes to retrieve stuff in your brain when you're on the go like that, um, you can't. It's not fun. So um, I don't know how I would have done it. I was so thankful that the, the show went on for the band or the play or whatever. Um. Because I didn't know how I was, I was just going to have to read my jokes and vomit and read my jokes and have water and just like get through 45 minutes. I'm sure people would have. Can you imagine sticking around for that? Honey, why are they even having a show? He's vomiting up there. He's reading material. Like, this is a joke. And just like, to what a sicko you'd have to be to stay and watch? Now, nah, let's see it through. He's got 45 minutes. Let's, let's, he doesn't want anybody leaving. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I can get used to it. I don't know. But uh, it was brutal, man. Had to go upstairs in the library from about 11 p.m. to about 5 in the morning to the point that I just got so tired. Uh, I just went down into my room, and I was like, oh, my God, I I think I'm done puking. I think I'm out of puke, and I'm just going to lie in this bed. And, And I could feel it was still, the swells were still going. We were on hour 20. And I was like, oh, I think I'm fine, no matter what. And I slept sound. It was great. I slept so well. Cleaned my mouth, face, teeth, all that, and just slept. Because I was, man, I was that first day and sick the next. So those, I was ready to say, don't pay me. Get me to some shore. I don't care what island. I never wanted to see an airplane so bad. 
as if stand-up wasn't hard enough you got to do it on a cruise ship when you're sick it was just brutal but that library helped at late night just sitting up there peaceful um i was kind of laying down kind of not on this couch up there looking at books very cool looking at books not reading any of them i couldn't focus but um can you imagine lack of sleep has to be awful in war just being tired all the time being without sleep all the time when you have to be at your peak and you're you're most exhausted and in need of sleep oh god so um yeah i think i was just so tired after the vomit sesh that uh i just crashed crashed back in the cabin but uh, it felt to be so. It felt so good to be um, in bed and unaffected at that time um, by the waves. So uh, got to work out on the next day. Took, so it took me two days. Obviously, puke day. I didn't work out. Um, went through the show in my head, mentally. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So three days of kind of going through it mentally, to the point that finally in life, it's just like. It's like John Madden before um, was it the day before the Steelers Super Bowl or no, the Raiders Super Bowl against the uh, either the Steelers or the Vikings it would have been the AFC title if it's the Steelers, but I think it was the Vikings. The day before they suited up, they're ready to practice. Five or ten minutes is in, he's like, "Oh, what the hell? We're done. We're ready. Let's go. See you tomorrow. Like, let's go." Um, so that was really interesting. And I'm in, yeah, I'm in my cabin. I'm like, what am I prepping for? I'm going over these jokes. I'm going over the outline in the head, the order, because it's never going to be fully what you rehearsed. Um, and so I'm just like, come what come what may, uh, which was on, by the way. Moulin Rouge was on, and I watched it in its entirety. It was fantastic in the room. But I'm like, what am I nervous about? You know, I've been doing it 22 years, enough times, right? You know, they don't know what it took to get me there, you know? But it's literally more nerve-wracking than a TV appearance, a cruise ship, because you're in a big room. It's not like a low-ceiling room where jokes can, the tension can stay. It's, it escapes to the ether. It's a big room, and not everybody comes, and they're wearing masks, and it's retirees from England, retirees from America, retirees from Canada, retirees from Germany. And you think those crowds laugh at the same stuff? Not unless it's Robin Williams, you know? And it's a lonely experience, but you find out a lot about yourself. Good habits, bad habits, you know. And I'll tell you, once you get one show out of the way, everything's better, regardless of how it goes. You're just like, oh, God, like, get me off. And then you know, you're like, I, and you don't want to celebrate too much because it's only halftime. It's only halftime. So you want to stay in that mode of like, ugh. Um, but I'll tell you, even seeing people after a bad show isn't as bad as the anticipation of a show. If they've made it through, it's like it's over now, thankfully. And think about it for five minutes and move on with your life. But um, it's just an unfamiliar setting, you know, with everybody. And then to throw comedy at them, it's a very specific thing in a very unfamiliar area. It just doesn't jive, but whatever. They want it, so, and they pay for it, so I'll do it. Um, I really, I don't know why I want it to go so well. It's not like they've given me a room key that works. I'm like, why am I trying to impress these people? Maybe it's pride, Ugh. but um, where are we here? Okay, I think I, I think I, on this last trip though, I think. Uh, oh my God, we got three minutes. Okay, well, wow, good for you guys. I think I found my biggest fear while I was on the cruise ship, and the biggest fear is dun, 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 not connecting, to not connect with an audience. 
like where I'm in a situation where I'm just throwing jokes at the crowd, which is what I was doing. Um, I met the sound guy, Manny from Kenya. Great dude. He couldn't, um, he couldn't beat any of us. He could beat any of us in a marathon. This guy from Kenya in Kenya, when they have a marathon, everybody comes in first. It's crazy. But I met Manny and he was a nice guy and he just laughed. He's, he was laughing at all the comedy shows they have on board and how they do not go well. And, I was like, oh, boy. And he's like, you'll be fine. And he was laughing. I could tell he's laughing at mine. And he's like, oh, dude, you, you, think, that was, you think that was bad? Are you crazy? You should see some of the awfulness we have. And that makes me feel better because in my head I'm imagining, oh, it's David Copperfield up there. Or it's, you know, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams just crushing it. And they're like, are you kidding? No, these are so painful to watch. Um, comedy is so hard, man. I mean, I had a girlfriend for three years. She didn't like my comedy. Like, supposed to be the closest person in your life right but uh but manny the sound guy's like look brother we'll be laughing back here and that's all you need right and he's right that's all you need not for a career maybe but to get through a show but it's good i feel like i'm back in some ways i don't know where i was but maybe not back but just like seeing old things through newer eyes positive eyes uh attacking eyes instead of like stepping back because you got to lean into your fears, man, right? Turn your fear into a feat. Turn that R into a T, you guys. It sounds cheesy, but it's so, like, R and T are right next to each other on the keyboard. That's so campy. Turn, turn your fear into a feat. I'm going to use that. Um, there's no Dutch on board. I, I had a joke about the Dutch. Their flag's just like France, except you have to turn it sideways. It's like a picture on your phone where you have to edit. And you have to turn it. It's red, white, and blue in the same orders. Um, isn't that what Russia's flag is, too? Oh, God. i got to look now. The Dutch also turned carrots from purple to orange. They're the reason purple. Uh, they're the reason carrots are orange, the Dutch. There's still purple oranges out there. Sorry. There's still purple carrots out there um, in the world. Whether I don't know if they're from India or East Africa, but they turned carrots from purple to orange in honor of House of William. He was known as William of Orange, and so they made him orange. That's why carrots are orange. No, it's not because of Trump, unless the Dutch love Trump. I don't know. You know what's crazy? Uh, is the, It is the turnaround time when you're doing two shows. Like when you're done, you have an hour before the next show, maybe a little more. It's good practice, I guess, it's like halftime of a game. So if you're ever going to play professional football or basketball or hockey, then stand-up comedy. Get, re- get really good at stand-up, and then you'll know what it's like. Okay. Um, I did a special. Like when they tape specials, you see a Netflix special, HBO special, whatever. Usually it's they do two tapings. It's the same hour, and they tape you two different shows, two different audiences, uh, two different shirts, the exact same shirt, but it's two different brand-new ones. And, uh, yeah, you do the one, and then you got about an hour off. They unload the audience. I'm sorry, load out the audience, and then bring a new crowd in. And you do it again. And they take the best from both shows and edit it together. And I'll tell you, man, I do not know how long time is. I just don't have enough 45-minute sets under my belt. And um, it's tough to measure content and time. You just need the, the, the chops, the practice. You need the reps is what I meant to say. You need the reps. Uh, you never know what tangents are going to arise. Um, okay, so... God, I've got stuff on the Stanley Cup here. That was two weeks ago. All right. 
This is this is more than enough. Okay, thirty-one. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Keen on things podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you know when this slop comes out right away, and you don't have to go digging for it. And uh, Keen of comedy in uh, in all other forms. Got a big reunion coming up. I'm working uh, class of '92 Santa Margarita's thirtieth reunion coming up this week. It will be uh, Saturday on campus from five to ten. So come on by. Come on by. You can show up at the door. Buy your ticket there if you haven't already. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We have plenty of food, alcohol, entertainment, and uh, different little activities for everybody. So we're spending a, a mint. So hope you enjoy it. Okay. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. I love you.